All right, so here we are again at Gab and Grow, and today our topic is going to be students talking about college. So, um, you know, over the years, I found that I can talk forever about college and what it was like for me and things, but I know that that that's boring for most people. And so, you know, today I think you're going to hear it more clearly because you're hearing it from your peers. So, I'm Mary Beth Griffin. I'm the host of Gab and Grow. But more importantly, the guests today that I have are two people who I've really come to know and enjoy over the past few years. So help me welcome to the show, Jackie Bonomo, who is a third year RA, right? Yeah, third year. Yeah, you got to say it because they can't see you shake your head. <laughs> Sorry. And, and this, you've been in Grasso before, but this year you're in Centennial, right? Yeah, Grasso for two years. This is my first time in Centennial. Right, so hi and welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> and joining Jackie is Audrey Redpath, and Audrey is a second year arm in Penny. So hi, Audrey. Hi, Marybeth. Hi, Jackie. Um, yep, second year in Penny. A really interesting two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's one of the things that we're eventually going to get to. So. Um, you know, I'm throwing out RA and ARM terms like everyone knows what they are. And while I think most people do, I wondered if you guys could tell us from your perspective what it is that you are and what you do in those roles. Um, so RA stands for resident assistant for anyone who doesn't know. And um, whenever my family asks me about my job, I always kind of tell them it's like being like a Cub Scout leader, but for a floor of college students. And um the main focus of it is just building a community among your residents and those that live in the dorms and even those that commute because they can still come to our programs at least they could before everything went you know, <laughs> down south but um to me being an ra is just kind of being being there for the residents and not just as a rule enforcer but as someone who can kind of guide them through things because some residents might need more help than others so that's kind of what it means like means to be an ra to me I think that's a pretty accurate description. Good. Audrey, how about the arm position? Because that's one that people might not have heard from siblings who go elsewhere to school. So. so every building has at least one of us. ARM stands for an academic resource mentor. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like if you combine both an academic coach or just somebody who is there for you and able to help you through um, a lot of the challenges that you're going to face academically and also just kind of like a central like resource hub for the university. So your arm can act basically as a starting off point to connect you to all the resources that you have on campus to support you with your academics. Good, good answer. Yeah. The they're both great resources. And I think, you know, sometimes people don't think of their RAs as resources. And then you start talking to them about things that they found out through their RA. And so, you know, you're wonderful resources and, and we built it into the name of the arm. So we, we hope that people know that, but you're also there, you know, as support and things for them too. So, and, and being part of that community building effort that we have, um, so. For anyone who's listening, that's kind of your first introduction on Gavin Grow this year to some of the resources that are available on campus to you. Um, but more important than your positions um, is that, Audrey and Jackie, you 
you're like the people we're talking to, your students here at Western. And, and so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So talk to me about what being a student is and what that means to you. I sort of came in as a freshman. I started dorming from day one. I came in as a freshman. I was one of those high school kids that was just like scared of their own shadow, really wasn't sure how this was going to go. I was, I heard horror stories about people getting bad roommates, bad professors. So I came in definitely a little nervous, but being a student at college, like straight out of that ended up being like one of the smartest decisions I ever did. Cause I almost took a gap year after my senior year of high school. Um, so being a student really kind of, it opened me up to a lot of different people and a lot of different experiences. And like uh, I would not have had these opportunities if I wasn't a student. So it really opened me up to like a, um, people who are different than me, people who are similar to me. And um, I feel like I've become a more well-rounded person because I went to college, especially yeah. around yeah. this time when everything's a little all over the place. There's so much to learn from other people. Wow, that's great. Audrey, how about you? Well, I am a um, former uh, dropout. I actually came, did a semester here at WestCon, and then uh, had to take some time off and reevaluate where I was at and what I wanted to do, um, and came back through our fresh start readmission process. And I think that has changed my student journey a little bit because I feel very committed to this as something that I chose for myself and that I made the decision to pursue because I had taken um, time off and really struggled academically. Um, and I see that in a lot of our older students um, or students who took gap years, uh, especially in my building, who are making the like conscientious decision mm -hmm. to go, I am going to do this either while I'm working or after having worked for a little bit. And I think that that has really shaped my student experience. Yeah, and it's really it's really interesting, I think, to hear you guys talk about that because that decision, however it was made, you know, was, I think people sometimes think there's one path, you know, and that you've got to follow it. And that's just so inaccurate about college Absolutely. life. You know, Jackie, I think I was a whole lot more like you. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I wanted to be but I knew that being in college was where I needed to be. Cause I think if I hadn't been there, uh, I wouldn't have done anything, you know, I, I just wouldn't have done anything. So, you know, but Audrey, I have, I have really dear friends who follow the similar path to yours or decided they needed to wait a little to start for, for college and things. And for them, that was the perfect, Thing for them to be doing too. So I think, you know, just starting off, that's really one thing to, to help people understand is that there's, there's not one pathway that works. You got to find what's right for you. Yeah. It's going to look different for every single person. Yeah. So, you know, talking about looking different, what, let's look back to those golden yesteryears that we had. What what was college like for you guys in the early days pre-COVID? Honestly, sometimes I kind of forget. I'm so used yeah. to like putting on a mask and yeah. you know standing six feet apart from all my friends. That sounds like you almost like forget. Like you're watching a movie and you yeah. see like a party scene and you're like, where are their masks? <laughs> but 
Um, I remember, you know, I remember just being able to be anywhere, and I really took that for granted. I really took for granted the idea that, like, I could just, like, walk out of my dorm and go wherever I wanted and see whoever I wanted at the drop of a hat. And now you you have to, like, really, you know, be safe and creative about the way that you do things because connecting with people is not nearly as easy as it was. Yeah. And um, especially online classes. Like, I was the type of person that thrived in, like, an in-person thing. And um, now with online classes, it's so easy to get distracted. Yeah, yeah. But it's also so easy to, like, you know, sit in your pajamas and, you know, drink a cup of coffee and just relax. Yeah. Like five minutes before your class. So there's some, there's definitely some ups and some downs. It just depends yeah. on the person. But I do remember just taking it a little, a little for granted how easy it was. Yeah. Um, this time last year, or even the year before, um, I'm super involved outside of classes, in clubs, in a bunch of different um, arenas. I run the student publications on campus right now. And we would all be working on clubs carnival. We would be meeting on all the like green spaces on campus. You'd be having your first like meetings for any clubs you were trying to join. Um, or you would be just checking out all the different offices and resources in the student center. And that's just kind of not available to us right now. That's yeah. one of the major differences I'm seeing between beginning of fall now versus beginning of fall for the last couple of years. So, you know, we, we got to March this year and it kind of reminds me of that storm in Rudolph when the, the, the storm hits and, you know, Christmas <laughs> is being canceled and things, but, um, you know, initially we were like, ah, you go away for spring break. We're going to add a couple weeks to it and then this should all blow over and we'll be back. So when you first, you know, that news of that was coming out. What was that like for you guys? That that first, oh, we're going to have to go online for a couple weeks. That feels so far away, but it also feels like it's going to stay. Like, I remember so clearly getting that email of like, yep, you're going home. Um, I remember being, like, very, very optimistic, which is fun for me to look back at now. But I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be nothing. Like, this is all going to blow over. The country knows what it's doing. You know, the school, we're, we'll be back. It's like two extra weeks of spring break. Like, I'll take it. We'll be back. And definitely looking back at that now, I was, I think I was optimistic more so because I like being on campus and I liked being around my residents yeah. and my friends. So that's probably where that came from. Yeah. But um, definitely have come very far from then. <laughs> yeah. Um, over in my arena, I am a journalism student, so I was following all of the news basically since January when this was first really in the headlines as a potential threat for us in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And by the time March came around, before all the announcements were made, um, there are a lot of um, older professors that I work with, people who are higher at risk. So I was teaching people how to use WebEx, and I was... Um, helping some of my professors move online before the university even told anybody to do it. Yeah. And once the announcement came down, there was actually a sense among my department that we wouldn't be coming back until um, something major had changed. So it's, it's, oh, it's really interesting how there were so many different groups of students who were having different experiences of like, what was going on yeah. and what we could expect when we come back. 
Well, and I think, you know, most people were fairly optimistic at first, but then, you know, suddenly, you know, just a couple of weeks in, the news was, yeah, this is all changing. And so not only are all your classes going online, but especially for, you know, those of you living on campus, it's like you pack up and leave or just get out and you can come back later and get your stuff, um, which was the case with anything. So what was that time like for you and for your friends too? What was, what kind of impact did that have on you just in terms of continuing through the semester and, and that significant change? And your friends too, because I know you'll have some insight in them too. Well, I'm the type of person I love plans. Mm -hmm. I like things to be a certain way. Like I plan out my schedule for a certain way, just because I like to know kind of like it's predictable, it's consistent. So, you know, this was everything but predictable and consistent. <laughs> so I definitely was very discouraged, especially with my classes. You know, I'm a very social person. And social work is a very social major. Yeah. So not being able to be around like my cohort of people while we're getting our new internships and wondering what our internships for the next year are going to look like, that was really, it was very discouraging not to be around like the people who like were going through the same classes and all our presentations were getting moved online. We're having to change PowerPoints to suit WebEx, things like that. But like just the social aspect, it, it was really hard hard to know like the people that I saw like every single day and like really kind of relied on for like academic support or just like regular support were going to be like kind of like can't be around them it almost felt like a sci-fi movie and it was kind of scary but you gotta like I ended up remembering like this is for the good of people mm -hmm. especially those at risk and like it's like kind of my duty to take care of that and do my part so it's it was definitely a grab bag of emotions how about you, Audrey? So when I found out, I was, despite having kind of had a head start on preparing for this with some of the professors I was helping transition to online teaching, I got so nervous. I, I was not prepared to work the way that, that I had been moved to online because I do a 21 credit schedule because I'm on an accelerated plan. Yeah. And I'm used to maybe taking one or two online classes, but the transition to fully online classes with professors who weren't prepared for the online format yeah. um, beforehand, it was chaotic for so many people. And I think one of the things that m made it doable for me and for my friends was that the professors that we were working with were going through it with us. Right, So they're struggling too, right? Yeah, so the academic community at West Ham really, they made important changes and adjusted to people's uh, situations as they came through. And I can't imagine what that semester would have been like if we hadn't had the support network that we did have. Yeah, I, I know that, um, you know, it's, I, we all had to make those adjustments too. So for me, I, I was never, um, somebody who thought that working at home was a good idea for me because I'm I'm very easily distracted. So I had to I had to really structure my day. You know, I made sure that 
I got up, I got showered, I, you know, acted like I was going to work and I set up my little space and, you know, I'm an intentional, I can turn the TV on and have it on the background. My TV does not come on, you know, so there are things that I had to do just to do my work, which, which have been so beneficial for me and I've been wickedly productive at home. So it's worked out much better than I ever expected it to. But, um, you know, I know, you know, one of the things thinking back to the spring is that we, we also made you guys still work while we, you know, we didn't have anyone living on campus, but we wanted you to stay in touch with people too. I think that was probably a bit of a struggle for you. Was it, or, you know, am I imagining things? <laughs> it was, it was just very different, very quickly. And, yeah. you know, community building, it's almost completely centered around, at least it used to be completely centered around seeing these people face to face, passing them in the hallways, like sitting at desks, they walk in, like talking to them and programming, you know, believe it or not, some of the new kids are not going to know this, but like it was all in almost all in person. Like no one was ever doing online programs because we love to see each other and it was super important to get, like, at least it felt super important to get your residents all in one place, which now is like, that idea is terrifying. <laughs> so online programs definitely threw me for a loop. I'm not very good on the computer. I'm not very good on camera. I like, I like the kind of flow of in-person. Yeah. And then when I had a program and just a, on WebEx and a bunch of little squares of eyes were staring yeah. at me. <laughs> And I'm in my childhood bedroom with my parents, like, yeah. talking in the background, my dog's barking. It was a little, yeah. it was definitely, I was intimidated. Yeah. I was definitely intimidated. And I was worried I wasn't going to be able to provide emotional support for my residents because I'm in the exact, I was in the exact same spot as most of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the unpredictability, I couldn't be, like, a guide for them because I was going through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here we are five months later now, I guess, and... We were supposed to start in person again, and and the virus had other ideas for us. So, you know, we've got stick out better on the computer. <laughs> so, so we've got some people like you guys who are actually here on campus and and living there, um, and and others. Most of the others are at home still. Hopefully, coming back in another week. Um, but we'll see. But that that uncertainty and that change and things right now, uh, how do you deal with it? How, how, how are you coping with it? And what are some things that you've discovered maybe that that can be helpful to other people? It's definitely comforting to know. Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Audrey. Um, one thing that we've been doing in my building in Penny is because there's a there's a full staff of us living here, aside from a few people who went home when the announcements were made, is we've taken the time to build up kind of a community between each other where we're checking in on each other, we're studying together, we're trying to do social things together with all of the restrictions that we have, keeping social distance, having our masks on and everything. But I think this experience would be so much more tough if we didn't have that with each other. Um, I know there's someone in my building who goes on a walk every day with one of the other people on West Side, 
because they aren't allowed to like uh, hang out in the buildings together, but they can be socially distanced together and walk around the campus. And then there's a few of us who have been doing movie nights and even more of us are doing the same things online with our virtual support networks of people at home or other students. And I think that those non-academic social interactions are really just what's grounding everybody because whether you're here in the residence halls or you're at home, I think loneliness is gonna be the main thing yeah. that everybody has to work against this semester. Yeah, it, it can be very isolating, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with Audrey, like 100%. Um, I was always a believer of like a close staff is a better staff. And um, especially now when we really only have each other and we have a couple of newbies on the Centennial staff who are down some RAs, so we're a smaller staff this time around. Mm -hmm. It became really, really apparent very fast that like we got to make the best of what we have because we can't burn out before the residents even get here. <laughs> at least that was the way I looked at it of like, yeah. I need to, you know, stay involved because when everything's online, it's so easy to just stay in your bed. You don't want to talk to anyone. You really yeah. don't have to. So it became really important, like taking walks. I don't think I've ever walked around Westside more than I have in the past <laughs> week. And it's a beautiful campus. And I like, again, took that for granted. I used to never be outside. Now I'm outside every single day because that's, you know, you start appreciating things a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, movie night with your staff means so much more now than it did last year, just because yeah. these are people and you're going through this together, kind of whether you like it or not. So it's kind of, it definitely is a little bit, it's got its pros and cons because loneliness is definitely hard. But yeah. um, I feel like the camaraderie that's coming out of this is something that's like worth like valuing. Well, I'm guessing it's got to be, a little difficult too because you've got these residents who are going to be coming in and you know i know we've we've asked you to try to connect with them a little virtually um for these first few weeks how's that going are you feeling like you're making connections at all um because it's difficult for them too they're they're wanting that that college experience you guys had a couple years ago where you get in, you start getting involved with things and, and now they're in their isolation at home, you know, trying to get their classwork done, but not really having that interaction unless they already know some people here. Um, you know, how, how does that work? And what are your thoughts about how you get this started in a couple, you know, in a week or so when they move back in and, or move in and school's well underway already, there's not really an adjustment time at all. You know, what, what are your thoughts about what's gonna happen then? I know I'm asking tough questions. I didn't even ask you about this one. Yeah, that's a tough one. So, I think I think one thing one thing that students should keep in mind as we're reaching out to them is that we really are here for them um, even if it feels like we're distant. I've been working on developing some similar newsletters to what I sent out to our residents last year after we did the switch to online and thinking about fun programs that we can run. I mean, last year I ran with a few other RAs, a program that took place entirely inside Animal Crossing. 
<laughs> and there are, I think there are a few things like that that we can keep trying to do. But when we have these new residents, they don't have that pre-existing relationship with us. Yeah. So the real challenge for us as um, community builders and student leaders in housing, and also this is true, I think, for all the departments and organizations on campus, is just trying to reach out and make clear to students and residents that they can come and connect with us and that it won't have the same kind of emotional or energy drain that maybe their classes are having on them. And as we're experimenting with ways to reach them over the next um, week or so before everybody moves back in, we're just gonna have to find a way to establish that like kind of trust and social, um, social connection. And I think that's the primary challenge for RAs and ARMS right now. And it'll be exciting to see how some people bridge it. I know a, res uh, a resident assistant in my building is running a Call of Duty mm -hmm. program to yeah. try and get some of the people in our building engaged. And I think that that's a really fun, exciting way to get people into something that isn't just a big WebEx chat, right? Um, but engages them in something they're already interested in and doing at home, but this way they can do it with new people and start to build those yeah. relationships. Any thoughts, Jackie? Basically everything Audrey said. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not to state the obvious, but it's it just looks so different now. Yeah. And I was the type of person, like my advice to freshmen before this was always, just get out of your room. Like get out of your room, talk to anyone who's gonna talk to you. Like everyone's just as nervous as you are. Like this is a new place for almost everyone you're gonna meet. Just get out there, sit in the cafeteria, you know, but now, you know, I can't really give that advice without having, like, breaching some safety concern, yeah. which is really a scary thought. But you know, like, I, I think one of the things that that can be said that's similar is don't don't be afraid to drop in on one of those programs, too, because these are people that, you know, in a week or two weeks, you're going to be next door to. And so you're going to see them on the way to the bathroom or you're going to see them walking to class or in a class or something. And, and you haven't had that chance to develop a relationship with them yet necessarily. So drop in on some of these experiences over the course of these next couple of weeks and and start to get to know them. You know, like Audrey said, just even if it, it has nothing to do with school, it's Call of Duty tournament. But, you know, it gives you a chance to get to know each other a little bit. At yeah, least. it's always the little things too. Yeah. yeah. Um, any tips that you guys have about things that, you know, in this chaotic system that we're in have been helpful for you or, you know, resources that you think could be really helpful for people um, as we kind of try to get through this period and we'll be transitioning and, you know, who knows? what the future is going to bring with this. So what kinds of things are going to help make it easier for all of our students? Well, I know Audrey has some incredible resources even before COVID. Like Audrey was always a hub. Like I would like be like, oh yeah, I wonder what, like, like let me talk to Audrey about this. Let me see what <laughs> she's thinking. But um, I know just from like a person who's like been involved in campus and has been an RA for a while, like 
you're going to be anxious about things. Like I'm like, I, I have anxiety and I talk so much. So sometimes it doesn't always come off that way, but I do have anxiety meeting new people and like trying to connect with my residents is always something that like I get very anxious about because I want to do a good job and I want to feel su like supported and also supportive. So I guess my advice would be like, you know, get into those programs, even if you think like you're, you have nothing in common with these people and, or maybe you just want to win a gift card, go yeah. to the programs. Like worst thing that happens is you're just bored and then you leave, <laughs> like go to these programs online. You know, you're, you're already in front of your computer so much, like at least be in front of your computer with something that doesn't have to necessarily do with academics. Yeah. But um, yeah. on the resource spot, Audrey's probably way better than I am at that. <laughs> So I'll, I'll give two pieces of advice. And one of them, one of them is I want everybody to keep an eye on themselves, to check in with themselves every day as we're going through this, because this is going to be a weird semester following an equally weird semester. And that can lead to things like anxiety or feeling sad or feeling overwhelmed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm a way higher quantity than you might have experienced it um, previously. And that doesn't mean that you're failing. That doesn't mean that you're, uh, that you can't handle it. That just means that you're feeling something and you need to be able to address that. And it'd be good for everybody to identify people in their life that they can talk to about those things. And if students feel like they don't have someone in their life who they can talk about those things with explicitly right now, if your family situation is really tense because you're all working together in the same house right now before you do the move in, or if you feel like all of your friends are dealing with the same stress and you don't wanna add yours to their pile or vice versa, consider reaching out to your uh, resident housing staff, your RAs into your arms, and then also look into talking to people at the counseling center or at our other, um, academic resources on campus, because there are people here at WestCon who are ready to talk to you about what you're struggling with, and you don't have to weather the emotional changes this semester by yourself, um, because everybody is experiencing them, and it's valuable to review them. And then more on the academic side, I want to really stress to students that there are avenues and tools that they probably never had to use or may never have had to use during their uh, time as students, especially our freshmen, and those fall into the decisions to make your classes pass fail, to um, ask for extensions. Some students have never had to do that or have missed just one assignment, just decided to take the L on it and move forward. Um, and the, the decision to also ask for an incomplete on a class if you really get derailed. And I want to impress to students that the decision to pursue any of those options is not a failure necessarily, but it is an acknowledgement that this is an unusual time and they may have had their academic experience interrupted at some point this semester, especially if they end up having uh, coronavirus at any time this semester or have their family interrupted by the virus. I had a presumed case of uh, coronavirus last semester that derailed me for a little bit and I had to ask for an incomplete in two of my classes. Um, and these are things that there are people on campus who can help you get these things done. 
so that you don't have to hurt your academic experience for your whole degree just because the entire world fell into chaos for two right. semesters. <laughs> well, yeah, I think okay. I jumped for joy. Oh, sorry. I think I jumped for joy if a resident emailed me for help. Like, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I miss the residents. I miss yeah. these people. And I miss yeah. that. Even the awkward getting to know you, I miss so much. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, you know, just responding to Audrey a little bit that I think, I think that that feeling that's natural that, you know, you've screwed everything up and are a, a lost cause is something that's so easy to feel. And, and yet that kind of thing happens to so many people. And, and Audrey, you know, from, from your own story, you're such a, a shining example of the fact that that doesn't have to be the end of everything. You know, it's just, you know, something happened and now what do we do to move on beyond that? And so having, having people that, that other students can identify with who have been through that same kind of experience, I think is, is so, so helpful. You know, just final wrap up thoughts. I think, you know, one of the things that has been particularly helpful to me, um, just on a personal level is being able to use technology like WebEx and Zoom and Teams and whatever to keep in contact with people that I can't see. You know, I have a group of friends that, that we've had a tendency to travel together to, you know, events and things that we like, and they're scattered all over the world. And, and we've decided that, you know, once a month we're, we're doing a WebEx thing so that we can just get together and see each other and talk. And, my family and I, my family's all in Ohio and Western Pennsylvania, and we do brunch every week, um, you know, so, which is a hoot. Um, and I have, I have college friends, and I've been out of college a really long time, but I have a group of, of college friends who, you know, we used to get together and go out to brunch every, every quarter, every three months, and, you know, COVID got in the way, and one of them moved to Florida, and now we're doing that online. So, you know, there are ways to make use of this technology that are going to help you emotionally too. And try not to forget about doing those. That would be, you know, a little tip from, from me, my older, wiser years. So, um, any last thoughts that you guys want to share? Definitely just the idea that whoever's like listening to this, you're going to be fine. Like yeah. things are crazy. Things are uncertain, but like, and everybody's experience is different, but we all are in the same boat. Where that boat is going and how fast it's going, we'll find out. And we're, we're definitely in that together. But um, just take a breath. Like, everyone's kind of freaking out right now. Everyone's feeling unsure. And those are typically things that we view as, like, negative. But, like, this is, like, a time to make some changes if that's possible for you. Yeah. And I think, I really think that... This is a time to definitely reach out to some supports you might not have identified right away. So like just whoever's listening, you're doing great. Yeah. Far more resilient than you think you are sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Anything, Audrey? I don't know if I can top uh, Jackie's amazing closure <laughs> there. But I guess I'll just leave you with one practical thing. Some of you have never had to take an asynchronous online class. The only tip I want to give any of you who are listening right now <laughs> is write down all your deadlines because unlike with an in-person class, there is nobody to remind you. <laughs> yeah. 
Been there, done that. Absolutely. Please write it down. Don't be me. <laughs> write it down. You won't remember sometimes. Well, I want to thank you guys both for, you know, taking time out of your busy online schedule to do another online thing with me. Um, a, it was nice to be able to see your faces and unmask because we're in separate buildings and separate towns and things. But thanks so much for all the you know good advice that you have for students and um, and for being with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having. I this was a pleasure. Thank good. you, Amanda. Thanks. All right, that's going to be it for Gavin Grow. So I hope that you will tune in again. We'll have much more coming throughout the semester. If you have thoughts, ideas, uh, anything that you'd like to share, you can contact me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And that'll be it for now. Take care. Bye-bye.